This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome along to the latest episode of the Dublin to Denver podcast. I'm Colm Cronin and delighted to be joined today by Stuart Roach. Good uh, good evening, Colm. Uh, how are you? How are you doing uh, Sunday, Sunday night? Yeah, um, I, I, you, you would think, Stuart, after a, a Broncos win and the, the first win of the Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson era, um, that there would probably be more of a, a pep in our, our steps, uh, you know, and go, but going into to work on Monday, I was certainly mulling over that win. What are what are your uh, initial thoughts? My initial thoughts, uh, Colin, were that we we skirted with disaster for quite some time on Sunday night against a, a bang average and I think I'm being pretty kind there uh, Texans team which uh, in fairness play for Lovie Smith which I think I mentioned last week they do but they don't have a great deal of talent on, this, on the team let's be let's be brutally honest um, they'll be firmly in the mix for, uh, for, for top five draft pick you would have thought and I don't think Davis Mills despite his um, uh, very high completion rate um is going to be the quarterback for very much longer. I think we've been lucky in the two games. Well, not we weren't lucky against Geno Smith, but we, we discussed that at length. I think we were lucky that we, we were up against a quarterback that is as limited and ordinary as Davis Mills on Sunday because I think um, another quarterback would have made us pay for, for an incredibly sloppy performance. And I think sloppy is the word that really encapsulates just the way the Broncos have played in the first two games and uh, it really did look at one stage like we were going to go 0 and 2 and i don't know about you Colin, but you probably have seen the graphics that have been doing the rounds on facebook and twitter and whatnot for the last 24 hours teams that finished 0 and 2 um last year i think there was eight of them none of them made the playoffs now i know it's very early in the season um but the the, the sort of the, the reality is if, if you start off slowly in the nfl um realistically uh if you get behind the eight ball given the quality of the teams and particularly the quality of the teams in our division um you're not making the playoffs so we were damned close to a very very poor start to the season and i think the best you could take from it was we played badly and we won um we got on we we got out of there and we're ready to go again now on sunday night but we need to improve vastly on pretty much every area of the of 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 the team bar uh, the defense, which is playing really well at the moment, in fairness. Yeah, um, certainly the the defense has uh, shown up, and particularly I think the front four have been very impressive. I do worry a little bit in terms of the 
quality of the offenses that we have had to face. I mean, we, we saw the reality of, of the Seahawks season uh, at, on Sunday, right? They no offensive touchdown. They scored off a, a kick six and they were absolutely beaten up by the San Francisco 49ers. And I heard Mace had a stat that said that this Texans team haven't had any touchdowns in five of their last nine road games. So pleasing, certainly. And look, it's, it, you know, when you change to a new coordinator, it often takes time for it to, to gel. So it's good that we had, um, you know, a couple of games before we face a 49ers team who will probably be a more known quantity in some ways. I, I think obviously it's awful that Trey Lance got, got injured and I, I would, was really interested just as a, an NFL fan to see what he could have done. Jimmy Garoppolo is a more known quantity in, in that respect. And they have a, a lot of talent there, but look, the, the reality is that Broncos fans have been crying out for decent offense for um, so, so many seasons now. And um, we, we seem um, un, unable to, to score enough points to to truly compete in in the current um, NFL, you know when you when you see what the the Lions are doing, when you see what the the Bills were doing last night, when you see what the Eagles have have done, and in terms of building around Jalen Hurts, what were, what were your thoughts on the offensive struggles? Um, well, somewhat like certainly in the passing game, right? I, I thought the the running game was, was decent, particularly Javante was very good when he when he had the ball. But what were your thoughts on the offense, Stuart? I think, Colin, we were very, very lucky that Cortland Sutton was up against the rookie and Stingley. And I know Stingley was very, very highly regarded coming out of LSU. Um, but as we know, and I think, you know, cornerback is a particularly difficult position to play as a rookie. I think that's what makes Pat Sertan's transition to the pros um, so smooth. It makes that so impressive because Stingley is a really good player, but he, he was tortured by Cortland Sutton for most of the game. On Sunday, and apart from Javante, uh, that was about it for the offense. It seemed for long stretches of the game. I mean, the one thing I will say is we're, the offense has looked fine for large parts of the game up until it gets into the red zone, and then it just seems like the Keystone Cops have arrived. Um, it's it's incredible just how how uh, the lack of of any kind of chemistry. The, the, the cohesion goes out the window. You know, you get to the stage and you're kind of going, are we sure that Russell Wilson's headset is working correctly? Um, the delay of game stuff, I, I thought that that was in large part against the Seahawks to do with the fact that it was the first time that uh, Hackett and Wilson, because Hackett is calling the plays, was the first time Hackett and Wilson had, had uh, played a game together. Also, I thought the incredible crowd noise from the Seahawks to give them their due, I thought that impacted. I thought the delay of game stuff was going to be a thing of the past when it came came to our first home game. It was almost as bad. I think we had 13 penalties. Uh, it seemed, again, like a huge amount of them would delay a game. A couple of false starts, just really sloppy football. Um, and just, you, you know, I, I think Javante has been the bright spark so far. Um, you'd, you'd really sort of shudder to think where we'd be now if Javante hadn't shown up for business uh, 
quite the way he has so far this season. He's he's an amazing player. Um, you know, he he's he, he reminds me of John Alomu, that great All Black uh, rugby player who unfortunately died very young. And um, in that, it takes three or four guys to bring him down one on one. You're not stopping Javante Williams. He, he's shifty. He's powerful. He's got a great sidestep. He just refuses to go down. Um, and he has been the spark that we've needed. I think Jerry Judy going down as early as he had, ironically, in a ball that he dropped, um, didn't help because I think Judy has looked sharp as well, to be fair. Um, a player who, who really needed to step up this season if he was going to live up to his high draft pick status. Um, I, I just can't get my head around how bad we are in the red zone column. I really can't. It, it, it's just... It beggars belief. The only thing I will say is I do. I, I it can't get any worse. <laughs> to be honest with you, it can't. It really can't. Uh, there's famous last words, but I don't think how it can get worse. I think hopefully we will start to see some red zone touchdowns soon. Um, ironically, as I said, we're uh, we're up against a infinitely superior Niners team than either of the sides that we played. I watched a bit of that Niners game column when it was a break, um, and they they beat the Seahawks. It seemed like to me largely in second gear. They played within themselves. They they're a much more formidable opposition, even though uh, Trey Lance is gone. Um, but they 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 uh, they'll give us plenty to think about. So we, we, we really have to work hard. I did like the fact that Hackett held his hands up and he said, yeah, a lot of this is on me. Um, I thought that was a, f- a refreshing difference to the chap that we had last year at the helm. There was no way that Vic would have owned any of those issues. Um, and I, I do think, I, 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 I don't know if it's going to come this Sunday, but I do see a breakout game for the offense soon. I do. I think it, it's not like it's been an, an unmitigated disaster from start to finish. It's not like it's been the offenses we've seen over the last few years. I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that Russell Wilson is still an excellent quarterback. Um, I would like us to get some of those injured players back soon. Um, and I, 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 I also think, Colin, and, I, and I'm going to hold my hands up here, I think I've been guilty. And I think Broncos fans have been guilty. I think you're sort of the voice of reason a lot of the time, certainly on this podcast, myself and Michael are the tendency to get carried away. I think we have all collectively um, overrated some of our players, I think, and I think we've overrated perhaps our chances this year. When you look at what the Bills um, and the Chiefs and teams like that are doing, particularly on offense at the moment, I think you see, even though we've gotten Russell Wilson, who is an excellent and quite clearly a franchise QB, we still have an awfully long way to go to come even close to matching those kind of teams. Like, did, did you I, did you watch? I, I didn't stay up, but I watched the the 40-minute version of the Bills game. That's a good Tennessee Titans team, Colin. They just dispatched them the way a, a bully would, uh, you know, a nine-year-old in in short pants with his lunch money, they swatted them aside. So that's next level. I, I, I kind of, I, I hope we get to the playoffs. I hope we're in the hunt, but you know, this is year one and it's going to take years two, three, maybe four before we're really at that level of challenging for a Super Bowl. Um, so I think, as I said, I, I certainly thought, you know, this season was going to be, I, I think it still can be, but I think we really need to get our act together pretty quickly because, the, the, the games become tougher from here on in. This was a nice, easy start. We've gone one-on-one. We flirted with 0-2. And um, we, we need to get motoring now fairly sharpish or else the season can, can you know, can we don't want it to be a disappointment. 
Um, I think a, a player like Wilson will prevent that, but we need to we need to crank it up really quickly. Yeah, and, and a couple of things that jump out to me on that is um, the, the Bills obviously are kind of the gold standard in the league right now. We don't know if they're going to win a Super Bowl because there's so much involved. But the, the thing about the Bills is the Bills, and this is where the Broncos ha- have gone wrong, in that the Bills have a defensive-minded head coach, right, in, in Sean McDermott. But he has you know, enable those around him um, to go about their their jobs. So having a defensive mind Hegel doesn't necessarily mean that you will be defensive if he is prepared to not micromanage, if he is prepared to believe in others, if he has a real plan in terms of what he wants to do. I also think, look at, say, Brian, they lost Brian Dable in the offseason and they didn't miss a beat. In their game last night, they were missing a, a number of players and they lost more guys during the game and they did didn't miss a beat so they really buy into the next man up me- mentality that that is there obviously helped by a superstar quarterback but again they put a plan around that quarterback the way in which we have seen the eagles do um so that's one thing that, that jumps out to me and yeah I, the, the broncos have been moving the ball quite well outside of the the red zone which is definitely encouraging um and if, if we can get out of our own way but the biggest issue to me is is the penalty I mean, this is, I mean, it is unbelievable. Through the end of the third quarter, we actually, um, through seven quarters of football, we had more penalties than points in, in the 2022 season. We had 23 penalties at that point. We now have 25 penalties. Um, Zach Seegers did some great work in terms of digging into it. We rank first in, in penalties, first in total flags, in to, uh, and in total yards. Um through the, the first two weeks. Like this is the, the issue, okay? Um, you know, you've got, sure, we understand we got to cut um, Hackett and the coaching staff sl- a, a bit of slack um, and, and allow them time to get it right. But it is, that is deeply concerning. Again, when, when you see, you know, Dables, and obviously, look, Dable has, in, in Wink Martindale, he's a guy who's been around the, the league a long time. We've got an awful lot of, of greenhorns. But yeah, Hackett did put the, the the hands up. But I just don't know if they're fully grasping, you know, how how serious fans think it is. You heard the fan reaction on on Sunday, and I I understand that, right? Because Denver, we have we've been awful on offense. Like it has been us and the Jets and the Giants um, who've been so bad. And we were told, you know, it, we're QB away, we're QB away. And I think it's it's the frustration on the, the penalties as much as anything. And when you see no punter on the <laughs> On a fun return, and when you see third and one, and giving it to uh, uh, Andrew Beck, Beck who has had very good moments this year, but like, mm. what are you doing in in that sort of situation? And you just particularly particularly Colin Mibbs, you have a running back who is as effective as Javante Willis. Oh, that, that, oh. that that's just smacks of of cleverness for cleverness's sake. That makes give him the ball. If they stop Javante Williams on third and one, you hold your hands up and you go, fair enough, okay, we absolutely. This trickery, trickery for the sake of trickery drives people mad, unless it comes off. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. A guy who was averaging more than six yards a carry at that time in the game. But to me, we have to clean up the, the penalties. We have to, especially like the play clock. I mean, that has been the talk of the, the league um, this this week is, you know, if, if you go outside of the Denver bubble, the Denver are a laughing stock, and that is not where we want to be. And again, that like that there'll be another, um, you know, there'll be somebody else next week. But you just don't want to when the music stops stops playing. You don't want to to be the one in in the spotlight. I think there are a lot of encouraging factors. But we need to, because as you say, like the, the back half of the schedule is absolutely brutal. And coming up against a, a 49ers team who are formidable, a, that defense is serious business. And yes, DJ Jones has actually been really, really good for us. But again, they don't seem to have missed a beat in terms of kind of mo- moving on there. I, I'm, I'm delighted we got him. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I, I suppose, Stuart, then looking looking ahead like to the, that 49ers game and ha- like what would be the things that you are looking for uh, from that game? Well, Colin, the Niners are, are kind of similar, I think, to teams like the Steelers and the Ravens in that they have genuinely created a culture of defence that sustains itself over the years. And as you said, they don't seem to miss a player. Obviously, they, you know, teams like that are going to have their star man. Um, but they, they seem to put out consistently strong defences if we make look, you're going to give away the odd penalty here, then then that's just life in the NFL. It's going to happen, you know. But if we make the kind of mistakes, even close to the level and and the volume of mistakes as we've made in regards to the penalties uh, against the Niners, we're dead. You haven't a hope because that defense is good enough anyway. Um, and if you're backing yourself up into first and 15, first and 20, second and, and 12, you, 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 it's just, it, it's impossible. You, you have to give yourself the opportunity to beat a good side. So you need to play clean football. It's going to be hard enough to beat these guys um, as it is. And if you help them, like I think it was yourself last week, Connie, you know, the, the surefire way to, to allow an inferior team to beat you is to keep helping them time and time again. At the moment, the, the quarterback situation is a little bit in flux. It's hard to know who the better team between the Broncos and the Niners are. The, the, the Niners were very poor on their opening uh, day game against the Bears, who, you know, I think the Bears are also in the hunt for a top five pick next year. Um, so it does happen. But I think the Niners that we saw against the Seahawks are, are more indicative of where the Niners are as an organization, and as a team. So Jimmy Garoppolo is limited. However, he is still a decent quarterback who has helped this team get to a Super Bowl, which they probably should have won. Maybe if Jimmy's arm was stronger, they would have won it. And also we got him to the NFC Championship game as well. So this is a this is a battle-hardened team. Um, I think the, I know I might be guilty of it as well, but I think people tend to sleep on the Niners a little bit over the last few years, and I'm not sure why. Um, so this is going to be a really tough game. 
Um, and, and we cannot help the Niners in any way, shape or form. Now, oddly enough, I think we're going to improve greatly in this game. I do. I, 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 think, I, I think the fact that there's been so much uh, national coverage of this, I, and I think the Broncos are going to, they're, they're not going to escape the fact that this has become almost a laughing stock. I, I, I think it will get cleaned up. I think it will get fixed. You might see Russell Wilson snapping the ball ridiculously early for the first quarter or two. You know, when the, the, the clock is on like 10 seconds, you might see Russell taking the snap. Uh, I, I, I don't mind that. You know, I think if that's how you need to get it fixed, then get it fixed. Um, I, I think we'll bounce back, uh, oddly, even though we won. I think we'll bounce back performance-wise. I'm not sure if we're good enough to win this game. Um and I think that's why something like the loss against the Seahawks is potentially damaging because if you if you've gone two and zero, then losing at home to the Niners, and if you perform well, it's not the end of the world because this is a really top tier NFL team. Um, but the fact now that we did drop that Seahawks game really disappointingly means we we kind of can't allow ourselves to, you know, I'm not sure who the Chiefs are playing this week, Colin, but um, they will probably win because they seem to be a machine. Um, if we lose against the Niners, we're two games behind the Chiefs already. You know, that's that's not ideal territory to be in at all because the Chiefs, you know, they're, I don't think anyone's going 17 and all. Everyone's going to drop games. But teams like the Chiefs and the Bills, they don't look like they're dropping many games at all this season, barring injury. Um, so we need to run the ball. Um, our running backs are, are averaging, both of them. Melvin Gordon is averaging, uh, I think he's close to five. Javante is over six. I'm, I'm pretty sure Melvin is close to five. Um, run the ball, run the ball. Um, and keep running the ball. Um, let it open up play action. Hopefully, Jerry Judy will be back. I thought Curtin Sutton had a really good game. So keep feeding Curtin Sutton. If, if, if Russell Wilson is building up a connection, with Corton Sutton, keep going. I and mean, there's very few cornerbacks that are going to blanket Sutton, so I think we'll keep utilizing him. Um, at the tight end situation, Colin is, is is one that I think we flagged potentially at, uh, in in preseason, and I don't think we're any close uh, closer to getting any any answers on that. I know Saubert had a, a nice catch, and he was he was well covered by the cornerback. He just out muscled the guy. Um, I I I'd, I'd like us to see the to get the, the the tight ends more involved. But then you see Albert O has a drop like he has the other night and you're kind of going, well, can Russell Wilson trust him? You know, that's the thing. You've got you to gotta earn a quarterback's trust, you know. Um, so I think this is going to be a tough game. I don't think there's going to be more than one score in it. But I, I unfortunately, I think we're going to lose this one maybe by a field goal, something like 2017, something like that. I think it'll be close enough. I think we will play better, but I think the Niners might just be that little bit better than we are at the moment because they're they're a much more battle-hardened and experienced team than we are. Yeah, I, I think a lot of truth in what you're saying. I, I did think there were, there were some interesting, um, and it, it's difficult to read too much into any of the clips you see on Twitter, but in that week one loss to the Bears, um, Lance got flattened at one point and neither McGlinchey nor Trent Williams helped him up. He had to pick himself up. Meanwhile, Jimmy G comes back in the other day and they're all 
picking him up off the ground against the the Seahawks and uh, Mike Silver who's very very well connected in San Francisco um, did a couple of pieces over the the summer where he talked about he was the one who kind of talked about Jimmy training on his um, his own and and all, all that sort of stuff he said that there were players and coaches who were privately saying that they think they'll be a, a better team now a, I think that's awful that that was their thoughts when their young QB has gone down. But it does tell you that there's a belief in that locker room in in Jimmy G that the Broncos are going to face a, a serious te- test. It looks like George Kittle may be back. Um, and while I'm not a man who knows uh, a whole lot, if anything at all, about um, betting, uh, very interesting that the Broncos opened up on Sunday in the immediate aftermath of the, the games as the favourites and that line has changed considerably um, say, since then. Look, it's it's a it's a home game for us and uh, I think Troy Rank was pointing out that if the Broncos are to go back to the playoffs, it's going to require winning home games. Uh, be prior to the victory on Sunday since Super Bowl 50 we were 23 and 26 at home in the stadium which is probably the you know amongst the the best um, natural advantages in the NFL which was complete fortress during the Pat Bowlen era and, and obviously we need to get back uh, to that it, it is undoubtedly going to be be very tough against as I said, a battle-hardened 49ers team, a team who I I think Jimmy G, yeah, he might not, I don't think he's good enough to win them a Super Bowl, which is why I think they made the trade that they did, but is he good enough to to get them to a championship game. Yeah, I, I think he, he certainly is. He's very efficient. And when you look at the, the guys that they have in terms of Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, I mean, they're the elite of the elite. They're guys who have done it in the league and shown that they're they're capable. So it's going to be a real challenge, I think, on, um, on Sunday. And we will be in the spotlight. It is Sunday. Sunday night uh, football so all eyes will be on Denver and it's gonna um, you know we're going to need to show up and we're going to need to show that we have put those penalties and the clock management issues in in the background because we were breaking from huddles so late and guys were were lining up almost incorrectly at times so hopefully we can get that clean cleaned up Stuart, I suppose, is there anything else? Is there any player in particular or, or anything that, that you, um, you know, as a, as a final kind of um, kind of parting word that, that maybe has really impressed you thus far or it's somebody that you would like to see a lot more of uh, from over the, the course of the next couple of weeks? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat it slightly, Colin. I'm going to pick two because I, I thought they both showed up um, big time at the weekend against the Texans. Now, obviously, it's going to be a, a, a tougher task uh, against the Niners because the Niners are, are, are much better, as we said. But I think Draymond Jones and Randy Gregory both had very good games at the weekend. Um, Mills, uh, who doesn't have an arm to, to speak of, um, does get the ball out very quickly. 
So I think it was it was it was a difficult assignment, but I thought Draymond Jones did give us that sort of Shangri-La of pass rush, which is interior pass rush, which is we know um for those kind of quarterbacks that we face down the line, the the the, the mobile quarterbacks, the, the interior pass rush is is really what you need. So hopefully we'll get more about from Draymond. Draymond it seems to be one of those guys who's been threatening to break out for years. He's a very good player. But I think a lot of the pressures haven't necessarily translated to sacks. So maybe this might be the year that does that. And I thought Ryan Gregory had a quiet game against the Seahawks. He did force a fumble. So obviously that's, a, that's an important, you know, that's a play that is going to show up on the stat sheet as, as a, an important one. But I thought he had a sack, he had a tackle for loss. I think Randy Gregory, to me, showed flashes at the weekend as to why he was given that big contract and as to why the Cowboys probably should have kept him and paid him Um, because pass rushers are are players that you should never let go if you have one in the building. Um, So I'd like to see the two of those guys go at it again. I'd like to see... You know, I think that as I touched on at the start, Colm, I do, I do think the defense is playing well. I thought Pastor Tang going down didn't hurt us as much as it might have done. Again, we're playing the Texans, so obviously it's not like we're going against the Chiefs or the Bills. Um, but still, I thought Mattis played well. The the rookie cornerback, he showed out well. Um, so hopefully it'd be great to go through a game without a serious injury. Uh, I'd love to see the guys that did go down like Sertan and Judy, who are day-to-day, come back. But Randy Gregory and Draymond Jones... Um, Hopefully Chubb, Chubb as well. I'd, I'd like to see that pass rush really get after the Niners because the one thing about Jimmy G is he is a, an accurate, uh, albeit limited QB, but he's not mobile in any way, shape or form. So if you collapse the pocket column, you can't get him. Um, and I think that could be a real key for us to win the game because you have, you have ruined my evening by uh, telling me about George Kittle, a tight end who we effectively turned into a superstar um, a couple of years ago when he he went for, what was it, 200 yards receiving. Um, at that stage, I don't think anybody really knew who George Kittle was, but they certainly knew who he was after that game. And as we well know, tight end is a problem position for the Denver Broncos since as long as you or I started watching this wonderful sport of American football. So if Kittle is fit, you can be damn sure we're going to get heaps and heaps of George Kittle. Um, so it would be great to see if we actually have some kind of idea how to deal with that. I do like Evero. I think he's been a really interesting defensive uh, play caller so far. I'd like what he's done. He does bring a lot more heat than we were used to last year. Um, it doesn't look like he's going down the bend, but don't break root. I think he he's, looks like he's willing to, to gamble and he's much more aggressive. I like that, so hopefully we'll see more of that at the weekend. But it's going to be a really interesting. This is a good game, Colm. I think it's a, I think it's a really, it's a positive sign that we are on Sunday night football. It means that there is an interest in us. Um, though hopefully we won't blow that through, you know, play calling, delay of game, sort of all those nonsensical things. Let's let's go back to prime time later on again in the season with our heads held high. But I think this will be a good game either way. I think I think regardless of the outcome, I think it'll be a good properly fought decent um Sunday night football game that that we we can hopefully look back on and I've watched with great excitement I'll start I'll leave you with maybe two two facts one of which I think may even ruin your evening further it's the fact that the the 49ers allowed two pressures all game against Seattle. So Evero and the defense um are are like 
can they do it? Yeah, the talent is there, uh, certainly, but they're going to be up against it against, uh, against a, a 49ers line that's serious, seriously talented. So that should be a real battle to watch, okay? The 49ers O-line against the Broncos D-line, really, really fascinating. But, you know, hope, hopefully... This is the kind of, you want to challenge yourself against the best. Certainly we have that uh, opportunity. If you're looking for uh, hope amongst it all, it is the fact that our quarterback um, has won um, the 17 of the previous 20 head-to-head games against the 49ers, which is a mind-blowing statistic uh, when you consider that. But obviously the 49ers overcame that when they played the the Seahawks at the weekend. Hopefully they will not overcome that against uh, Russell Wilson and his new team in the, the Denver Broncos. I agree. It should be a fascinating matchup. This is what we wanted when we traded for Russell Wilson. You want to be going into these games. You want to see how your team can perform at the highest level. I um, want to thank everyone for, for listening. And, um, you know, we appreciate any reviews, ratings, subscribing. Thanks to everyone at Mile High Report. Stuart, thank you for joining me. Michael will be back with us in the very near future. Enjoy the game on Sunday and go Broncos. Go Broncos.